Welcome back to another episode from the Soundwagon. I hope you enjoyed the video upload of the intake manifold gasket. That was that was quite a job. Um, so yeah, I'm just in. We're parked up in the cruiser, in a very nice spot. Not too loud outside, so that's very nice. And I've uh, got a cup of coffee. I'm gonna reach for that actually. And uh, I encourage you to do the same. Not sit in my 60, but um, grab a cup of coffee. Although, that would be nice eventually, wouldn't it? If we can all get together. Okay. Just bringing up my notes here. Ah, you can hear me bringing up my notes on the phone. Um, not a whole lot I can do about that. Oh, I could put it on airplane mode, actually, because we don't want to hear that old... You like that? That's my rendition of it. Uh, airplane mode, okay. So, what's good? I hope everything's good. Uh, with you, whatever you're doing, if you're driving or if you're, I don't know, doing doing your chores or whatever and you've got some headphones in, that's fantastic. Really hoping you're doing well. There's, uh, geez, there's been a lot going on. I don't know, every, all of my peers have been very busy, very, very busy. So I imagine a lot of people I know, it's, it's the same. So uh, thank you for being here. And it's, uh, yeah, talking about the intake manifold gasket video uh looks like it uh came out on time but that was a pretty busy month usually i i aim to get it out for the 17th just because the first video i put out on patreon was on the 17th so i thought if it's every month it has to be before the next 17th but um you know sometimes it won't make it on time so just within Within a month, you know, within the month, uh, you guys know how it is. Things get busy. Um, yeah. Uh, so the effort was real for that video. That was um, so I've been helping my brother uh, and helping my friends. They're they're all selling their houses, and um, everyone's been very busy. And you guys know, springtime, the weeds are just everywhere. So many weeds, so there's been a lot of weeding, a lot of gardening, uh, trying to set a couple of things up before it gets too hot. So, um, yeah, I'm glad I got it out on time. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Bit of music in there. You know, it's, um, you know we are about sound here, so I, I do like you guys getting a bit of music. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Uh, or if you'd rather not know about um, the struggle of making videos, um, just, for, uh, just forget I said anything just then. So the intake manifold has been going very well. I mean, that was, a maybe a couple of months ago now and yeah, just great. N not a problem. All the injector lines, everything just starts right up and runs great. Um, didn't even require a lot of priming after... You know, because when you take the injector lines off, a bit of diesel's going to go everywhere. They didn't really do that, actually. Yeah, I'm just very impressed with this old girl. 
um, and then got it out of the shed and the starter motor, I think a, a day later or something, the starter motor failed. So I had to get a new starter motor. That was not cheap, about 800 bucks for one of these, 24 volt starter motor, but um, on a 24 volt automatic vehicle, a starter motor is something you do not skimp on. You need a good starter motor and you need a good spare. Uh, so I'm getting the spare sorted out. Pete, who did my brakes and has done a couple of other things, um, yeah, he's going to rebuild that starter motor for me. So good on you, Pete. Legend. Um, and the brakes did warp again, but that's that's not because of the brake job. That's uh, That was a classic. We were coming back. So we went on the the trip out to the goldfields, out to Kew with our friends. Had a great time. We've got a a big um a big combustion engine powered remote controlled plane that we took out there, but it was too rocky. We couldn't find a decent clear spot to land. We were hoping to get close to a salt lake or something and fly it on a salt lake, but just everywhere has had so much water this year, it's fantastic. You know, you'll always hear me going on about how good the winter has been. My voice might sound a little deeper. It's just because it's um, it's in the morning and I've, I've just woken up. It tenses up throughout the day. I, you know, I get very anxious and um, like unconsciously so. And uh, just my whole body is a it gets very tense through the day. And so, and a lot of us are the same. You know, you're you're most relaxed when you just well, if you wake up naturally. If you wake up with an alarm, you could say that's the most stressful time of the day. Don't you hate it when? I hear a couple of commercials out there and they've got the sound of an alarm. So I'm waking up to alarm and it's the same sound. Oh, I don't want to hear that this time of day. Shocking. Really bad. So we went out to the goldfields, replaced the new starter motor. That thing's, oh, it's great. It's really good. Where did I get that from? Ashdown Ingram, which you can really rely on for anything. They don't don't sponsor me or anything like that. Um, It's just, I go there and they have something that, that works. So really good. Uh, went out to the gold fields. She loves the highway. This thing absolutely loves the highway. Fully loaded, getting around 13 litres per 100. You just you can't go wrong with that. Um, things started to go wrong when I went to find the camp because I was getting there at night. Um, and following a GPS coordinate, and my GPS system must have been slightly off, and it bum-steered me onto a uh, a track that quickly turned into nothing but mulga scrub, and I ran over a mulga root stump, and it staked my front left sidewall and my rear right sidewall. Um, and I th- that shouldn't have happened, like it was... It was a um, pretty unfortunate event. Maybe if the tyres were a bit deflated, it might not have happened. But still, I found out that um, these tyres I have do have a strong sidewall for a six-ply tyre, but it is only a six-ply tyre. And everyone else is going around with their eight- or ten-ply tyres. And so I looked into that and realised for a 15-inch wheel, I cannot get a tyre 
that is more than six ply. So the sidewalls are always going to be, you know, not as good. You know, the tires are going to be more easily punctured. Uh, so eventually I'm going to go up to a 16 inch rim. Well, next time I buy a whole set of tires, I'll buy a set of rims as well. And that's, that's where oh, it really gets me down because I can't get rims I want. You know, you can get aftermarket alloys that are just those ones that have a bunch of holes in them. And I don't know, it's just, uh, I'm not buying it. It's, um, it's not me. It's, uh, you know, I'm trying to keep this girl quite original. So I did find a complete set of original factory chrome wheels for these for this thing, but they are 15-inch, and you just can't get decent tyres for a 15-inch wheel anymore. 15 years ago, it was a different story. Everyone was trying to, you know, they, they get their... Um, they get their brand new patrol or cruiser or whatever, and if they were really serious, they went and got a set of 15-inch sun razors because you could get more tire, and it was all about having, you know, more tire. These days, um, yeah, rims, wheels were getting bigger and bigger, and no one really uses a 15 anymore, so there's not much choice in tire for them anymore. You can get a decent pair of tires. You know, it's, you, know you can still get KO2s and um, you can get any brand you want, but they only do it in six ply for a 15 inch rim. So that's the dilemma. But I would love to put a set of factory wheels on this. Wouldn't it just be gorgeous? But when everyone else is going around with higher ply tires, that means they will get further before they puncture. And if I'm going along with them, I'm going to be the first one to get a puncture and I'll hold everyone up. I don't want to do that. So that was that dilemma right there. Just going to have a sip of coffee. Hmm. Bloody necessary. Um, sunroof must happen soon. I've got to get that sunroof done before it becomes a problem. It's slightly leaking. So you get water dripping down through the um, through the roof liner. It's not. It's it's like it's a it's a it's a weep. It's not really a leak, but it has to be fixed. Just has to be fixed. Uh, so yeah, the Goldfields trip. Um, I borrowed. A, I used my spare and Alex's spare, and limped home on on the spares. And it actually it drove just fine, you know. This thing, even if you use... So the main thing is the, the rear diff is an LSD, so you can't use different size wheel tire diameters on on the rear. So I had my spare on the rear, which is the same size. It's a 31. And then on the front, I put Alex's spare, which is a 32. But because the front is... Um, you know, not actuated and the hubs aren't locked in or any of that. They're just freewheeling. So that's how we got around that. But you've got to remember that. If you put a different size tire on the rear, your diff will explode. Not literally, but it's not going to be good. Um, suspension news. Uh, got myself a, a good condition secondhand pair of 
original non-lift leaf springs um, because this this these two-inch lifted springs really only suit somebody who's building a tank version like that's constantly loaded with a couple of hundred kilos in the back, you know, fridge, drawers, recovery gear, all of that. Um, I take basic recovery gear, but yeah, it's just this suspension does not work. Literally, it won't work until you either hit a huge bump or if you load the vehicle up for a trip and it's not often loaded up. It's a, it's a daily driver as well. So the, uh, I will, I'll sell the, the two inch lifted Dobinson springs and, um, because they've never worked. So they haven't even been able to bed them in properly. Cause I just can't, I just never have that amount of weight in this vehicle. So, um, somebody will snap those up and I've got myself a nice stock set of springs, no lift. And that will allow this thing to, you'll get your down travel, you'll get your sag. These, you know, this is supposed to be a boaty vehicle. It's supposed to flow and, and, and really work. And at the moment it's driving like a bloody track Toyota Corolla and it shouldn't, and it's not nice. And yeah, so we'll get some better flex, better down travel. I will keep the two inch shocks on there and that may allow a bit more down travel as well. Not too sure about that, but we'll see how that goes. Um, so that'll be good. I'll get a, get my mates around. They do owe me one because I've been helping them with their houses and, um, well, their gardens really, I'm not, I'm not, not really great at, um, I had a girl fixing some gutters with, uh, Chris Jelly from, um, Charbro. He's a, he's a good mate of ours and he does house and garden maintenance and um, he helped Alex with his gutters, and I helped him help Alex with his gutters. So he taught me a bit about doing gutters, and it's just a great time. Um, it's just a it's, it's a great time when you're working with mates, uh, unless it's not. Um, but I've never experienced that. Uh, yeah. So, what else is good on my list? Suspension news, sunroof. Yeah, that's all good. So yeah, we got we got back from the gold fields just fine, and then I went and got two new tires just from my tire mob down the road. She's great, I know her. Um, went to school with their kids and all that, and she looked after me. Uh, they just put a so they they put the two good Yokohamas on the back, and because the other ones were cactus, I just said yeah, get rid well get rid of them. Um, and the on the front we put two brand new Kumo all terrains, and that was when I figured out that I couldn't get decent tires. So and there's nothing wrong with the Kumos, you know. I've had them before. We've travelled Australia in some old Kumos. Uh, they they are cheaper, but I can't I can't fault them. Uh, these two are going fine. So we've got two Kumos on the front. Uh, with running different tires, you just got to make sure on the front they are the same tire, and on the rear. That's, you know, a different story, but you've got to make sure that on the front they are the same tyre. And, yeah, these Kumos are going great. Can't fault them. And, uh, you know, I'd actually, I'd go for a brand new pair of Kumos again um, all all around. Uh, and I can get a 16-inch Sunraiser. They're like a couple of hundred bucks each rim. 
So, you know, we'd be looking at a couple of thousand dollars for a, for a setup for some nice 16 inch sun raisers. Not going to look the best. I might color code them to the top champagne color of this car. That might make it look a little bit better, but then I, I don't know. But if you wanted to get the most reliable sort of setup, that's probably the best way to go for this old girl. Because finding a decent alloy is, is um, you know, just not really going to find anything out there. So that'll happen in the future. In the meantime, just going to crawl around on six-ply tires. And you just got to be more careful. Uh, air conditioning won't be fixed before summer, just because there's so much other stuff doing. And, um, and uh, yeah, time is of the essence. Uh, the subwoofer arrived, so yeah, I'll get on to uh, getting that subwoofer cabinet happening. Uh, my mate Dylan, his Hilux, we've pretty much got all the sound deadening done in that, and in the in the doors, there that's where we've noticed probably the biggest difference for speaker sound quality. You still got the stock speakers in the doors, but because we've sound treated the doors, the clarity is some of the best I've heard. You really. You, you don't need to spend money on great speakers. Uh, the stock ones do just fine. And we just sound treated the doors and it's, yeah, it's bloody good. Uh, and just an update on you guys. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, I don't use Instagram a whole lot. Um, and unless I'm using it, I actually delete the app from my phone. I don't keep it on there because it just doesn't do me any favors and a lot of you might find the same thing you know I've, um, I don't find it a very uh, I don't know it just it it takes up a lot of my time and um, and I see a lot of negative stuff on there you know and that's a, you can unfollow some people and that sort of stuff but it never ends you're always going to find on these platforms you're going to find negativity and yeah, so I, I usually, I'm a very physical person, so I don't like to actually sit down on screens for too long. It doesn't do me any favors. Um, some of you might might find the same. Maybe you don't have Instagram. Um, I remember I only got Instagram because Car Builders was sponsoring us for the sound deadening of this stuff. And they were like, do you have Instagram? And I was like, no. They're like, you should get Instagram. I was like, okay. And I just put up a few updates from Car Builders uh, four car builders on my Instagram and they loved it. And it's great. You know, I hop on there occasionally if I, if I need to, but if you, if you're messaging through Instagram, I might not get back to you for a while because I don't actually keep the app on my phone. I only download it when I need it. Uh, the best way to get in touch with me is probably through Patreon. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's probably the best way. And Yep, so what else did I do before the Fish Creek trip? Anyway, got things ready for the Fish Creek trip, and that was something else. Uh, oh, I, I did, yeah, let's, I mean, I, I don't know how that's going to go. Uh, so it was me, Taylor, and his dad, so just Taylor and Peter in Taylor's 80 series. Just going down to Fish Creek, and um, yeah, we we were going to go to Broke Inlet, but it was closed because of the water level was still too high. So we went to Fish Creek, and 
it was quite a journey on the way. And I thought, okay, well, people seem to like the talk and drive episodes, the Soundwagon Diaries episodes. So I thought, let's just keep the mic on. Well, keep, you know, keep, keep the mic set up. And whenever something comes to mind, I'll hit record. And as a result, I ended up with eight or nine hours of uh, footage, um, audio footage to edit. And it has been edited, and I've got it. It's still around eight hours. Uh, so, look, it's it's like a saga. It's like a podcast saga. If you were driving along and and imagining I'm the passenger or you're the passenger and we're driving down south to Fish Creek and it's a good four-hour drive down there, but then we hit the off-road tracks and there was a lot of off-roading couple of creek crossings and I was just talking through it the whole way talking about what we see and it might work and it might not I don't think you'll enjoy every episode but I could be wrong I don't know how it's going to go so what I'm going to do is just upload the whole show uh, in different episodes some of them go for 30 minutes some of them go for like two hours and um, yeah nothing too polished and it'd just be like joining someone on a saga listening you know and you can get your own imagination in there and really get lost in a different world um put it on on the way to work or you know maybe you're just sitting down having a cup of tea you can listen to it and uh yeah I've never done anything like this before I don't think anyone has it's just an a podcast audio version of a trip video (laughs) <laughs> like the classic trip video things uh, that everyone does these days. And it was, there were some funny moments. There was some really good stuff in there and some bloody good conversations happening. So yeah, I, I'll upload all of those and you can just download them and listen to them when you want. Ah, uh, uh, the power died on my recorder. I had to go and get a different battery and hook that up. And I was trying to remember where I was, but it's gone. I don't know. Um, I was, I was saying something about, I was hoping something goes well for you. Uh, I can't remember what it was. No, completely gone. Don't you hate that? Might just stop it till I remember. I was saying I wasn't sure about how the Fish Creek trip would go. Um, and that's where my notes finish. Damn it. Uh, well, what else is good? Um, just been working at the prison. Um, yeah, I'm not sure about the prison and where, where the future is for that because, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't make plans. I just, I just go with the flow. Uh, because uh, even if you make plans, that's just something to be stressed about and stressed that it goes right, and uh, it either will or it won't, and that's up to uh, that's not up to us, that's for sure. Uh, so yeah, uh, I've been seeing seeing that uh, a couple of people are doing some really good stuff. Uh, Alex uh, Alex Garner was doing a. Yeah, so the same weekend that I was doing the Fish Creek trip, Alex was doing a kayak camping trip down the Blackwood River with a couple of mates. 
I don't, don't think I met any of those. Oh yeah, um, Mark, Mark Wright does a bit of photography. Um, so he was he was going, but I was actually uh, devastated that I missed out on that one. It just happened to be on the same weekend, and me and Taylor were already booked in for Broke Inlet, and. Uh, yeah, because that's, that's my thing, uh, camping with really minimal stuff. And so Alex had a ball, had a ball with his mates and they, they took a few pictures and they filmed a few things about that. And he had a ball and that's what I want to see. I want to see him having a ball. I want to see my bros and my mates having a good time because, you know, we're here for such a short amount of time. You guys all know it. So, uh, I just want to see people having fun, you know, and, uh, talking about what well, people's idea of fun. This is great. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll bring this up now. Y- you've always heard me talk about, um, uh, our responsibility that we have to the places we go. And it seems for a lot of people, it is a lifestyle to require a four-wheel drive and go everywhere in their four-wheel drive. And I see, um, so one one reason I, I get rid of uh, Instagram a lot is I see these negative posts being put up about, uh, a lot of you guys might see it as well, bush doof things happening where the people are burning down trees and uh, and then places have been shut down. So I hear that Harvey Dam was shut down. I've never actually been there. Um, you know, there's, we've all got places we haven't been, uh, but it got closed to four wheel driving and camping because the place doesn't get any rest and there are a lot of idiots and it only takes one idiot, uh, whether that's people getting hurt or vandalism or rubbish being left behind, that sort of thing. So I hear that place got closed down and, um, I'm not sorry. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't care. Uh, I see these places and if they get closed off to the majority of people, good. Sorry, but that's, uh, and that's just me, you know, because a lot of people feel that they need a four-wheel drive to go and see places, whereas I can walk. And you might surprise yourself because you can probably walk too. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, people that set up a, think they need a four-wheel drive to go and see things, there are so many other ways. Okay, you can catch a bus to the nearest town and then you can walk. And a lot of people do that. I know a lot of people who do that. And it's just so bloody good for your body. Uh, people think it breaks you down and wears you down. It, it, it doesn't. You can, you can work on things, certain exercises to do. And believe it or not, uh, we've actually lost the, the knowledge in sort of the last hundred years. But humans are actually the best creatures at walking like we've we can walk you know we've we've walked all over this planet we can walk but you know i get it people would go to harvey dam and and just like you know waruna dam that also gets flogged uh actually i think that might be there's no camping on the waterfront anymore Uh, you just take your speed boats there and that sort of stuff i don't know but look I'm not one to go camping where there are a lot of people these days. And I do a lot of stealth camping. So you'll never know I was there. And 
you know, it's not, it's not technically legal, but I do a lot of hiking and I camp and nobody would ever know that a human has ever been there. And that's what it's about to me. Whereas a lot of people want to go to places and leave their mark, make sure people know that they were there. And I've, you know, I've been, well, I've been saying it for a long time. Uh, if you, if you see stuff like this, name and shame. Now the problem with, uh, social media is it's not just, okay, you can name and shame people on social media all you want, but it's not just, and it's not real. Social media is not a justice system. You know, so if you've got, if you filmed people doing reckless activities out in our beautiful spots, it's, you know, you can name and shame them, but it's, it's actually not doing a whole lot. They are just going to find a way to get back at you and stab back. Uh, it's, so it's, you know, it's, um, we all know that social media is not a nice place. You know, it's, it's very easy to, um, to find all the negativity in the world on that platform. Um, so I, I thought, you know, uh, and everyone does a whole lot of Instagram uploads and all that sort of stuff saying, we told you so, and, uh, well done. You've got another place shut down, but, uh, these people aren't smart enough to know that sort of thing. That's why they treat these places like they do, uh, you can go to a place where you can do a bunch of drugs, uh, whether it's hard drugs or recreational drugs, and then go and be a dickhead in your vehicle or, you know, just start lighting fire to stuff. So I really don't mind that places get closed down because I still go stealth camping, you know. Maybe you can't take a four-wheel drive in there, but I love camping without a four-wheel drive. I think it's great. You know, I, I, I think a four-wheel drive is a very handy tool, but I really get no joy out of spinning my wheels and that sort of stuff. Uh, but if you do, you know, there are places to go. And we're seeing, what we are seeing now is great change. It was years ago when, uh, I was speaking to my brother, we were talking about when, when we first started doing this channel, it was us and, uh, well, I was just helping him out. You know, I don't claim any ownership to that. Um, my brother's baby. I'm just an uncle of it. <laughs> oh, hear that? There's a helicopter going over. There's been a couple of them this morning. wonder what's going on. Um, <clears throat> so there's heaps of good things happening in the future, you know. This is just a stepping stone, a turning point to flush out that those those bad people. And let's hope that they just go back to buying their buying their Commodores and going and doing burnouts on the streets, you know, because that's where the cops can monitor that stuff more. You know, this is how we get rid of those people. You shut places down. That's what you do. Okay, and yes, we all bear the brunt of that. But good thing is, these dickheads don't go to national parks. They don't want to pay. You know, you get your national parks pass, you can go out there. You're not going to find any idiots out there. It's too far for them. First thing, you know, they're lazy. They don't want to go far. Um, and Harvey Dam and Lake Navarino and all these places, I don't know about you guys, but the roads only show you certain parts of the Darling Range. And if you go on foot 
or if you look from the air, you can see that the Darling Range is getting a flogging. There is not a lot left of it. Only the bits that you can see from the road, you know, you go 50 metres through the bush and you'll find a mine and or a dam. So it's it's really, the whole place is copping and flogging. It's not just WA, it's everywhere in the world. You know, uh, I felt a bit of responsibility every time I was in a video that was advertising, that was showing us at a place and people saying, wow, I didn't, didn't realize that place was there. I want to see these places. And it drew a bad crowd. You just, you can't, you can't filter out the bad crowd. And, you know, we've, oh, I've, I've done shocking, shocking things in the past. You know, I've done uh, burnouts in the bush with my old Hilux surf and that sort of thing back when you're a kid. And, um, you know, so it's, it's unavoidable. These, you're always going to get the young blokes come up through. The problem is, is the young blokes usually only got Commodores and and Falcons and, you know, did street burnouts and that sort of thing, street hooning. Then they realized, you know, the, the off-road world. Whereas, um, well, because I, I did a lot of motorbike stuff when I was a kid, so I I had that adrenaline release. But a lot of these people don't have an adrenaline release, so they want to do it in their in their four-wheel drives, you don't realize that you're basically driving a weapon through the bush uh, where visibility isn't great. And especially these places where people are camping, kids can run out, people are getting run over. It's So, you know, at the end of the day, that's just uh, my opinion on it. I don't, I don't do a lot of um, uploads or anything. I just like to have conversations with people, you know, uh, I don't have the answers, but I, I saw the the best way to to keep people out, to keep the dickheads out of these areas was just to close it and keep everyone out of these areas. But we can speak to people, get special permission to go in there and do a cleanup. I think it'd be a good idea to be able to get special permission to go to a place if you're going there to clean it up or check on it, that sort of thing. But I hear that the rangers have had so much trouble in the last couple of years that now I hear that some of them carry tasers or pepper spray or something. That's just what I've heard, but it wouldn't surprise me if that was the case. So, um, yeah, that's, that's my opinion on that. There are a lot of, there are a lot of different ways to see this land. And just because four wheel drives are banned from an area doesn't mean that area has disappeared. You know what that means? That area is going to get the rest it needs it's going to come back to life. It's going to be better than ever. And then maybe there can be um, special permissions granted. I really think there should be some sort of recreational license. Uh, a national parks pass is a good one, and that works for national parks. So a, a great way to do it is to just designate something as a national park, and then people have to have a permit to go in there. You know, dwelling up was really bad for it. You know, you used to get a lot of hoons go there and that sort of stuff and staying up. And because it's a community campsite, uh, you know, people listening to music all night and doing hard drugs or just heaps of soft drugs and uh, really annoying. So, I mean, we stopped doing that about 10 years ago, maybe 12 years ago. That's when idiots were starting to figure out that four-wheel drives were a thing and that you could go away from 
civilization and do naughty shit. I get it. Uh, but these are family areas. Dwelling up copped it hard. And look, dwelling up has changed. And I'm talking in the last couple of hundred years, dwelling up has changed. First it was logged um, by axe and crosscut. And then it was logged by machines, which do it a lot quicker. And then it was planted with pine. Pine grows fast and then the pine was logged. So there's not a lot of shade at that main spot anymore. And uh, it's sort of just a day trip area now. You've got Nanga Bush Camp. That's still pretty good. Uh, but dwelling up is like people seem to want to go to the same spots uh, because, look, that's what they know and that's comfort. Just like people used to just, I will I hear that people would just go to Bali. They go on holiday, they go to Bali, that's where they go. They don't go anywhere else. Um, same sort of thing. Just go to the same spot all the time. But I've I've done dwelling up a lot, and I'll do a day trip, but, I mean, camping there, that's, um, yeah, it's, it's different. Although where the Bibbleman track goes through dwelling up, that's an area you won't see unless you do the Bibbleman track. That's fantastic. You know, the huts are great. There's one up in the hills, and then the next day there's one along the river, or is it vice versa? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Bibbleman, we're doing it. Uh, me, Alex, and Steve Martin, you've seen him in a couple of intense videos. Uh, not Steve Martin, Steve McCarthy. Steve Martin. Um, yeah, he had the old Wellies Jeep and he's got the big Mercedes camper. I think, oh, it's a beast. Anyway, I've had this idea for a long time and I've been speaking to Steve about it for a long time. Steve has so many stories. Uh, we want to, well, I said, Steve, we want to do a section of the Bibbleman track. I know you can't carry a lot of weight, so I'm going to Sherpa most of your gear. So, it's just going to be a couple of nights, but for those nights, I'm going to be carrying way more gear than I should. So it's going to be hard on my body, but it's still going to be hard on Steve's body. You know, he's still going to be pushing him to the same amount. It's just his body can't handle that amount of weight. So he's going to take a utility belt and uh, we might get a couple of videos of this. You know, let us know if that's something you want to see and I'll make a few videos of it. Uh, so we're going to do a couple of we're going to do a couple of nights hiking through the bush from Pemberton to Northcliffe. That's going to be really good. Um, and Steve, when I told Steve it was a month ago, uh, he I'm pretty sure he went and hired a trainer and stuff. He's really been working on his core and his back muscles because he's, he's he's in his he's in his late sixties, I think. And when you get to that age, you're like, shit. Look, I've got ten years at best where I can still do this and. Uh, that's what we're trying to do here. Get a bloke out there. And the great thing about Steve is he's reliable. He will never turn, turn you down for a trip or even if he turns you down, at least he won't say yes. And then bail last minute on a trip. He's really reliable and he's got the best stories. And I will record some of those stories and we'll make some podcasts there. Might do a bit of video as well. We'll see how it goes. So anyway, uh, that's, we must be somewhere around 40 minutes. So that's good enough. Uh, yeah, again, I, I really hope you enjoyed the intake manifold gasket video and I hope you enjoy the Fish Creek video. I will start uploading those and um, 
I, I don't, I don't know how it's going to go. I don't expect you guys to like him, but if you, if you don't get through it all, or if you don't like him, just let me know and I won't do it again. Okay. Hope all is well. Keep killing it. I know you guys are working bloody hard. You always are. So keep doing that. All right. See ya.